What's up, everyone? We are live. It is the first episode of Playmakers Football Betting Show. It is me, Sheffield Shuffler, a.k.a. Peter, here with JJ taking the points. Gruden! What's up, JJ? What's going on, man? Excited to be here, man. We have football right around the corner, less than 24 hours away till kickoff. I'm pumped up, dude. I don't know about you. I know. I see you and talk to you every single day, so it's like I'm pretending like I never get to see you, but I'm so excited for is tomorrow jj um probably not gonna get too much done during the day what do you think i don't think i've gotten much done throughout the whole week i mean just looking at the board for sunday salivating over it along with uh the game on thursday i mean we had college football i was still hung over for that weekend too i mean it's just been football 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 and i don't plan on doing anything else this weekend but watch it all the way through i'm pumped up i'm ready to go i am very excited yes obviously for the fantasy aspect for the betting aspect. So for everybody watching first time, this is the official Playmaker Football Betting Show. Uh, Me and JJ are hosting this. We're going to go over the NFL slate of the week. We'll start the, we're recording on Wednesday nights. We drop the podcast Thursday. So you can listen to it Thursday, get the, the picks for games Thursday, and then the entire slate for the weekend. So that's what we'll be doing. We're giving our best bets and um, DFS lineups, players you should be targeting, as well as maybe some fantasy stuff. But um, that's what we're going to be doing here. We're going to be talking betting. We're going to be talking football. Pete, let's just hop right into it. First and foremost, before we get into our picks, I got to no, hear something. No foreplay. Wow. I, 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 right I don't, I don't like the foreplay, man. I like to hop right in. My wife knows that too well. I lost two minutes in the bedroom, and she hates that more than anything. But anyway, let me go ahead with this one. I need your biggest hot take of the season so far. We haven't had the game yet. I want to hear your biggest hot take of the year so far. Um, I don't think it's that much of a hot take, but I mean, I mean, it could because I don't know the last person who did it. I think Josh Allen wins the MVP and wins the Super Bowl. So you got a guy here, JJ, you may know this a little bit. If you know someone has broken your heart, how mean and hardened you become. So last season, obviously, Josh Allen had his heart broken by the Chiefs in that overtime. He didn't even get a chance to redeem himself. I think that's going to stick with him. Uh, I think he's the best quarterback in the league. I think he gets the MVP and a Super Bowl this year. And it'll be the first time since, um, I don't know, you can tell me, because I don't know who it is. I mean, yeah, it's crazy to think that. I mean, I feel like everybody who I've seen, you know, everywhere on social media, um, across NFL Network, ESPN, they all love the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. And you know me, I, I, I hate seeing that many people on one specific team. Can they do it? I think so. They are definitely talented enough. I mean, Josh Allen has a chip on his shoulder, but I mean, is their defense going to be there? Is their defense going to be there? Because that was their Achilles heel last year. You don't let up 13 or you don't let up three points in 13 seconds and expect to be any good this year. I mean, they had to do something on the defensive side of the ball. They got Von Miller and some other guys on that defensive side. But with that being said, who knows what can happen? But I got to lay some knowledge on you here, man. This is my hot take of the year, and you're not going to like it very much. All right? Tell me. The Philadelphia Eagles are not going to be who everyone says they're going to be. Do you like that, Peter? You're in Philly now. I am. This is my new city, and I, I just think you're wrong. I just, I just don't the believe it. The hype is not for real, Peter. Well, t- please explain to me. Why is the hype not for real? I mean, first and foremost, I mean, we got to rely on Jalen Hurts. I mean, sure, he had really no expectation. He had no bar set for him, right? This year, he has a bar. He has a lot of expectation. If he fails, I mean, that pressure right there is, like, insurmountable, right? I mean, 
Jalen Hurts has to perform this year to get his team back in the playoffs. Last year, he really had nothing to lose. He was coming in. You know, he didn't know if he was really going to be the starter full time. Um, but now they saw that they could make the playoffs with them. I mean, great for him. But I mean, they had a pretty easy schedule last year. They had some close games and they pulled some out. The NFC wasn't very good, though, last year either. I mean, I feel like they just get A.J. Brown. They make some additions on the rookie side of the ball for defensively. And they, everyone thinks that the, the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in the world, I, I feel like. I mean, did, does the Dallas Cowboys exist anymore? I mean, the Washington Commanders are a football team or whatever they are right now. I mean, even though they got Carson Wentz and we don't know how good he is, they still have a great defense. They still have a good offensive line. They still got a good run game. I mean, they can make some noise. Newer Giants, new coach, who knows? I mean, it's any given Sunday, right, at the end of the day. NFC least two on top of that. I just think the people are giving the Eagles way too much credit. I don't think they're going to win multi uh, like 10 games this year or more. I mean, I, I just don't see them winning a division. Yeah, well, Nick Foles has more playoff wins than the Cowboys do in the last 25 years. So I'm not believing the Cowboys until I hear it uh, or until I see it. A.J. Brown, the addition to the Eagles, could be a top – 15 top 20 wide receiver same thing with Devonta adams one of my favorite tight ends dallas goddard but jj let's look at this defense that has drastically improved and the first time in a long time that the eagles have drafted very well they have probably two of the most uh the best corners in uh definitely in their division in darius slay and james bradbury can't yes. think of two two other better ones free safety they just got cj gardner johnson uh josh Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, that middle. And of course, Jordan Davis. Have you seen the size of that guy? So I think they really beefed up the interior as well. Going to stop a lot of the uh, rushing um, attempts from other teams. So I think this defense really kind of imp is, impresses me just as much as the offense. We'll have to see, Peter. We'll have to see. They're still the Philadelphia Eagles in the NFC East. I just do not think that they deserve all this hype. That's all I'm saying. JJ, are you interested in a side bet um, in regards to the, the winner of this division? I will welcome that wholeheartedly. Okay. We need to think about a wager. Maybe if you guys want to tune in and see what we can uh, come up with. But I would take the Eagles to win the NFC East. You seem to like the Cowboys. I think there needs to be a wager on it. Um, and we can come up with it um, in the next couple days. I agree. I agree. All right, we'll JJ. Figure something. We'll figure out something. Let's move in to this Thursday night game. Bills versus Rams. Um, it is a two-point spread right now. And uh, last time I looked, it was 52 and a half. Is it still sitting at 52 and a half? Um, it's actually 50, it dropped to 51 and a half. I believe I saw that 51 and a half. I saw that 52 earlier today. Uh, very weird how that's happening though, right now with these two teams, especially with a team without a couple corners in Buffalo. And we know how prolific that, uh, Sean McVay uh, ran offense is for, um, LA. So it's a little strange to me that that under, or that, that total is going down. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm just waiting for my sports book to load. Yeah, 51 and a half right now. So for this game, for Thursday night game, I'm so excited for this, JJ. Oh, we're going to get, going to definitely drink some more whiskey, have a couple beers, and get to watch a kickoff. But for this game, oh, I got to pull up this graph, not a graphic right here, but here we go. This game, I am taking Bills minus two. You can get that at minus 107 at some of your books. For these reasons, JJ, Bills minus two and a half. Bills. As much as you want to speak disparagingly upon their defense, Bills had the best defense last year, and they added Von Miller, who's coming off of a Super Bowl win. 
Uh, like I said, the storyline of Josh Allen having his heart broken. What happens to a guy when he gets his heart broke? Comes back with a vengeance, baby. Um, nobody gave up less yards per game or points per game than the Bills. They're ranked number one in passing yards. Um, gave up 13. Um, they're ranked 13th in rushing yards. Bills offense ranked fifth in yards per game last season. They're the number one in point differential with 194. Next would be the Cowboys at 172. Bills also covered 10 times last season, which is pretty good. Um, Rams have the second most passing TDs from last season. Josh Allen, number one fantasy football scoring quarterback. Um, so for those reasons, I like Bills minus two um, in a statement game, letting them know that uh, you know they're here and the, the time has come. All right, let's talk about this Bills team, though, real quick. I don't want to rain on your parade, but I'm on the other side of here. I'm on the Rams' money line. But first and foremost, let's talk about this Buffalo Bills team in the regular season. Who have they played and who have they beat, right? I mean, playoff teams, they beat Pittsburgh, okay? I mean, they really had, like, an old, fragile Ben Roethlisberger who looked like my 64-year-old uh, uh, father with arthritis right now. Um, they played Kansas City. They did beat Kansas City. That was impressive, right? Um, Tennessee, uh, they ended up losing against Tennessee. Um, I mean, they really didn't play anyone good. I mean, New England, they lost to New England. They split it with New England, actually. I mean, and then and then also Tampa, but they ended up losing to Tampa. I mean, they haven't really won any good games against any playoff teams last year. Now, they're going into this year, and they have to open up against the defending Super Bowl champions. Let's not forget, they're the defending Super Bowl champions, all right? Just so uh, Odell-less, uh, you know, uh, uh, offense and they also lost Maul Miller, like you said. Um, their offensive line is very strong still. However, if someone goes down on the offensive line, they may be facing some trouble. Um, but with that being said, I mean, they are at home, and there's no reason why I feel like the Bills should be getting any points. I feel like it should be closer to a pick 'em, but if you're going to give me two points, uh, I know I have them on the money line because I just think that's way too much value not to take that. Um, I mean, the safe play would probably be a, to buy a point and get them at plus three, but I'm going to take the value here at home and I'm going to go with the Super Bowl, uh, the defending Super Bowl champs. I, I just can't pass that one up. And I just think that offense is way too good with the corners out for Buffalo and Tredavious White. Um, and then their other corner who left for Pittsburgh. Uh, what's his face? Um, God, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Um, mm. But anyway, so uh, but that other corner who left for Pittsburgh, now they got two rookie corners playing in place of them. They got the guy from Florida and they got a kid from Villanova in the sixth round that they pick it up. Um, I really like uh, the Rams to throw the ball here, get guys open and really take advantage of a Buffalo defense who might not be fully in sync yet. Um, yeah, I mean, those are I mean, these are both two very accurate ways that this this game could go. Um, obviously the, um, what would you say? I would say the pathway for the bills win is, is getting stops, um, is kind of stopping this Rams offense. Um, because I think the Rams are going to have to keep up with the bills offense as opposed to the other way around. Would you agree with that? And, it, and if you look at it, I mean, like we say that the bills had the, one of the best defenses in the league, but then to my point earlier though, they really didn't play anyone that good. I mean, they have there in the AFC, you know, the AFC East. And I mean, nobody really from that division was threatening to them you can make a case for new england but i mean offensively they're not really a juggernaut and then you got miami who ended up losing their head coach and then you, i mean um and then you also had uh the new york jets obviously that's six games right there to buff up those defensive stats now you got to play one of the best offenses in the league in the rams when they lost jacksonville too? what was that remember when they lost to jacksonville too they did lose to jacksonville yeah but hey their defense played good that game i think they only gave up like yeah, 10 points or whatever it was 
nine points, <laughs> but you know, I just don't think that I, I just think that this is just a weird sketchy line and I got to go with the value here on the Rams. Okay. So we are both on opposite sides. Kind of, yep. you're not going to, you're not going to take the points or anything. Um, so let's look at best props for this game. Um, I have a prop in this game. I think the best one for me okay. is Josh yeah. Allen over 35 and a half rushing yards at minus 130. Uh, only five games last season did he not hit this number um, with the pass rust, pass rust in the Rams. I can see him kind of finding a lane and taking off. And again, he picks up a lot of yards on the ground every game. Like I said, only five games last season. He didn't eclipse this number. So um, especially this first game, I can kind of see him. You know, I mean, feeling, feeling, feeling some swag and, and just taking off. So I think 35 and a half is not um, unrealistic at all. And I'll pay for that 130. I, I, I see you're over 35 and a half rushing yards for Josh Allen. Now I'm going to look at the other side of uh, the ball with St. Uh, with Los Angeles Rams and Matt Stafford. And I'm going to be taking his under one and a half rushing yards here, Pete. Look, this guy's got some weapons to throw to, right? I don't see this guy running. If I see Matt Stafford run, it reminds me of my two-year-old just learning how to walk the first time. I mean, you can't really scramble anywhere, right? You got Vaughn Miller coming from the outside. You got some other good defensive linemen and outside linebackers tracking him down. I don't see him really trying to uh, use his feet to gain some yards. But instead, like I said earlier, you got a couple rookie corners. The safety game is not too strong. I really feel like they're going to look for openings in this in this defense, and they're going to try to use them as much as they can. And let's not forget Cam Akers. And I think a lot of people are shitting on Cam Akers, and I, I think it's blasphemous. I think he's a really good running back, and they're going to find ways to get him involved too. He's a great pass uh, catching back. He's going to be a every down back as well. I love Cam Akers, and I just don't see the need for uh, Matt Stafford to use his feet at all. And maybe he takes some meals at the end of the game when my money line pit hits as well to reduce his yardage. Yeah. One thing I can say about Cam Akers is that guy busted his Achilles and was back in, like, what, eight months? And I've seen uh, Mike Trout hurt his knee, and he was gone for, like, double the amount of time. So Cam Akers, dog dog and like people are like saying like oh he's he's coming back from injury bro he already came back from injury he came back from injury and won the super bowl like how do people right. like even like like allude to that i don't understand i mean the guy's kind of like dog. Uh, equated to the same as when uh, kyle schwarber came back from uh tearing his knee played in the world series helped them win a world series and then you're concerned about him this offseason you're like he's coming back from injury not the same, yeah, right. exactly what I thought of. Sense. Yeah. It makes zero sense. All right. Well, that sounds good for that Thursday night game. I'm on Bills minus two. You like Rams money line. We got that Josh Allen rushing over. JJ likes Stafford rushing under. Now, let's get into the juicy stuff. The juicy stuff. It's got the juice. Shout mm -hmm. out Kyle. It's got that dog in him. <laughs> dog. <laughs> Got that dog inside of him. All right, JJ, we're going to go back and forth, okay? We're going to go yep. with our uh, favorite picks for this weekend slate. And if anybody wants to chime in on the comments, feel free. We can um, address those as well. But for this game, I am taking the Ravens minus seven um, at minus 105. Ravens are playing the Jets. I will actually be in the, uh, the parking lot of that game doing content for Playmaker. So keep an eye out for that. Milf Hunter, 
quarterback is out. Uh, Joe Flacco is going to be playing for the, for the Jets. So Jets finish 24th in touchdown scored last season. Not good. Lamar Jackson, Jackson finished as QB 15 last season, and he missed five games. Baltimore averages 145 rushing yards per game last season, which was third best in the NFL, and that was without a healthy running back core. Everyone is back. Jets ranked 25th in rushing yards per game last season. They look to change that. Obviously, they got uh, Bryce Hall. Um, Brees Hall. Ravens are 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games in week one. Ravens got that little, that weird sh- shit going on with their preseason games. And now I, I saw that they're 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six in week one. Ravens ranked only... Ravens ranked only gave up 13 rushing TDs last season. Seventh best in baseball. So they only gave up set, uh, 13 rushing TVs. TD seventh best in football. So for me, I just see the Ravens kind of just handling business here in New York. JJ, your thoughts on this game? You know, if you're going to be at the game, Peter, and you're going to be uh, taking the well, Ravens minus seven, I better see you in some freaking purple. Well, I'm not going to be at the game. I was going to go to the game, but um, I did I did uh, have different plans. Well, so I think I you should be... still wear the – if you're going to the tailgates and everything, I think you should still be ballsy and wear the purple and uh, gold or whatever the colors they are. Purple I want to get white. a shirt, yeah, that says Ravens minus seven because then that will draw <laughs> people who are taking the opposite side or the same side and then you can kind of engage with them and be like Ravens minus seven, right? And kind of go from there. So we'll see. I think that's more disrespectful than just wearing a jersey, man. You're just rooting for the Ravens to win. You're going to say now that the Ravens are going to win by seven. You're freaking crazy, man. <laughs> right. Well, wait till we get like you out here in a cowboy jersey. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do soon. I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. do that. I am going to do that. If it's not a Cowboys, it's a different team for sure. Um, but, no, I do like that play, Pete. I do. I think uh, the Jets won't be able to keep up with that offense, and I think Baltimore's going to keep them off the field with their style of play, their run game, their read options, and everything like that. So I, I do like that play. Um, I think the Jets stay off the field, and, and the Ravens win in, in double-digit fashion on the road. Mm-hmm. All right, JJ, give me what you got. Your first play. All right, let's go ahead. This is going to be an unpopular play, which I love, but let's go ahead and look at it at the end of the day of the two teams on both sides of the ball, though. I got Cleveland Browns plus one and a half against the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be thinking that this is Baker Mayfield's revenge game. No Deshaun Watson for the Cleveland Browns. Jacoby Brissett's in, but Jacoby's no slap dick either, man. He comes in and he plays hard. We saw what he could do with the Dolphins. We saw what he could do with the Patriots. Now he comes into this Cleveland offense and he could probably move the ball. He's got weapons to do. He's got, you know, he's got Najoku. He's got uh, now David Bell, the rookie. He's got Amari Cooper. He's got these players around him, Austin Hooper. He's got all these players and tools around him. It'd be great. And not forget, he's got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in, a, in an awesome offensive line. I mean, Quarterback play aside, I think um, your below average quarterback could win with the Cleveland Browns against the talentless Carolina Panthers. I think this is way too overvalued for the Panthers. I don't think they're any good. And I think people are hammering the Panthers in hopes that Baker does get his revenge. But with that being said, at the end of the day, that defense for Cleveland's way too good. And I think Baker Mayfield, like Sam Darnold, is going to be seeing ghosts. I like the Cleveland Browns to win straight up, but I do have them plus one and a half just for a little insurance against the Panthers. Yes, Browns, um, I think they were ranked 11th in touchdowns given up on uh, uh, defensively. I'm looking. At, I'm just looking at some notes here. Um, but, yeah, like you said, 
Uh, Jacoby Brissett, like you said, no slapdick, right? I mean, he can kind of manage a team, uh, manage an offense, and when you have that great of a ground game, you don't have to rely so much on uh, third and longs, right? Yep. Which will put them in an advantageous position. I do like this storyline, though. I do like it Um, because I do think – Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. I think he is a good quarterback when he's healthy. I don't think he is a great quarterback by any means, maybe, you know, but I think he's a good quarterback when he's healthy. And I like that this is the first game back from the team that traded away from him um, and kind of see how it goes. I think this is a, this is a huge game for Baker at the end of the day. It's a huge, first off, it's the first game that he's taken under center for Carolina. He's the starting quarterback. He's going against his old team. There's pressure there because he wants to perform well. I just think that this is like one of his bigger games in a long time, man. And I just feel like if he doesn't uh, perform to expectation, it's going to be a long day for the Panthers. And already it's not looking uh, good from the offseason moves that they made. I mean, they had to go with a different quarterback. They had to go with Baker Mayfield, short time in training camp. And I I don't know, man. I just, th- I just think it's this, this is just a storyline play for people hammering the Panthers, and I just don't see it happening. I think he looks good in that Carolina blue, man. I was watching him in this uh, during preseason stuff. He looks good. I think he looks good. And now that he's healthy and he doesn't have you know any labrum problems or shoulder issues, um, I can see him you know have, finding some success in this office. You got one of the when healthy, you have the best fantasy wide receiver. I'm sorry, fantasy running back on your team in Christian McCaffrey, right? The best when healthy, the best fantasy uh, running back. So, I mean, that's a huge addition to the offense and that takes pressure and alleviates, like I said, a lot of those third and longs, you can dump them down to him. He can pick up all those yards, keeping you out of third and longs, which obviously, you know, adds more pressure to you, but yeah, I'm excited. I I love this. I just love all the storylines that we have coming in to this upcoming week, you know? Yeah, and Pete, uh, speaking of storylines, I'm disappointed with Progressive and how they could not come up with a commercial of him moving out of the stadium. They really dropped the ball on that one. Yes, I saw signs. Uh, what is it like? Um, halls hauling by hunks. You know where they have those college kids come and move all your shit yeah. out of your house. Man, I they missed a good those. opportunity. To- <laughs> yeah. Were you a hunk, really? <laughs> oh, dude, I had my shirt off, man. My six pack flowing, six pack of jelly rolls. I was, I was looking good, man. Dang, dude. I would have paid double for you to show up at my house to move my shit. (laughs) All right, JJ. He's got Browns plus one and a half. Um, My next game I'm looking at here, we're going back to Chicago, my Chicago Bears. But I'm going to be on the opposite side there. I'm looking at 49ers minus seven. Get that at minus 105 for the following reasons. So 49ers average the seventh most yards per game last season they can move the ball okay bears gave up the third fewest passing yards last season bet you didn't know that but they were tied for seventh most passing tds given up so it just kind of shit the bed when it comes down to it in the red zone um in this spot i would normally take the bears plus seven but last season when they played bears were plus four and a half and they lost by 10 that game was finished 22 to 33 i don't see any reason this time would be any different 49ers, 12th most touchdowns scored last season. Bears, fourth worst in football. So two different teams going in the opposite direction. Bears gave up the 10th most rushing yards last season. 49ers are good at rushing the ball. So I don't see that changing in this game. I'll I'll lay lay minus seven with the 49ers here. I think it could be, again, close to like a 10-point game. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, you say that, you know, the Bears were, what, third in the league and giving up passing touchdowns? Or Bears yards? were, uh, last season, they were tied for, um, I'm sorry, um, fourth worst in football for uh, touch, um, touchdown scored. So fourth, touch- fourth fewest. Okay, I thought I thought I heard something where you said about the passing yards, but because I was going to say, you know, um, they're probably not giving up a lot of passing yards because the other teams are doing such a good job running the ball. Why just escape from that run game plan? You know what I mean? I said, Um, yeah, they gave up the third fewest passing yards, but they had like the seventh most passing TDs given up. So like you said, hmm. yeah. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think the Bears are awful. They're really, really bad this year, and I think that's not a – it's just, it's just, you know, I, I got to see how Trey Lance is because in the preseason he wasn't very exciting. He had that one, he had one good game. I think it was against the Packers. Um, but then when he came back in again for his third preseason game, he wasn't anything really spectacular. They He got pretty much shut down. Um, I forgot who, the, who he played. It was the Cardinals. I can't remember who he played last. No, it, wasn't the, it wouldn't have been the Cardinals. But um, no, how I, much do you well, trust in Trey Lance? Trey, Trey Lance for uh, 49ers. Yeah, how much do you trust in him? I try. I think he's gonna be good. I think he can honestly win MVP just because he's that type of player. He, he comes he could win in MVP. He, he could win the MVP. I I, I do. I th- I do think he can win MVP if he can win the division. And if he can You've win, seen you know, enough from him. I haven't seen anything from him, but I mean, I'm I know Kyle Shanahan, and I know Kyle Shanahan's not gonna pull Jimmy Garoppolo, who took him to the playoffs, who won a game in the playoffs, and um, he's not gonna pull him. Uh, to start a second-year quarterback who's only said, saw the field like one, maybe two games, um, I think he's got big plans for him. And the best thing about Kyle Shanahan is he can scheme up a lot of different looks for different players. He did well with RG3. He did well with Jimmy Garoppolo. He did well with Matt Ryan. I mean, and, and really Trey Lance is just basically an equivalent of in-betweenness of, of an RG3 and like a and like a Matt Ryan, he's got the arm and um and he and he, he can he's mobile as well. So imagine doing a lot of different things with him. And I think he, Kyle Shanahan's going to have a lot of fun, and it's going to really pad up his stats a lot. So I, I really think that you know uh, Trey Lance is definitely worth a dart throw for MVP this year. Yeah, I I haven't seen enough from him uh, honestly just to take uh take a stab at that. Um, so yeah, I'm curious. I think this is a a good first first week for him. Go against the Bears. Um, and kind of see what you got. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if, you, if you're not impressive, I don't, I don't know how much his stock is going to be uh, valued. Um, but I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I just haven't seen enough yet to, to make a decision. I think that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Give but me your number 49 is minus seven. I am. Yeah, exactly. That's how much <laughs> I am confident in the Bears' incompetence. So you're more like you're not betting on the 49ers. You're fading the Bears. Yes, they go they're going hand in hand. Got pretty it. much their run game. I, their, I think their run game is just phenomenal. Got it. What do you got next, JJ? Uh, next, we're going to go to uh, Cincinnati, except I'm not taking um, the uh, Super Bowl runner up, uh, ex Super Bowl running up uh, Bengals. I'm actually taking the Pittsburgh Steelers plus six and a half. I'd probably buy a half a point there to get them at plus seven, but I'll just go ahead and talk about the plus six and a half. One of the most underrated stats in the NFL, Pete is yeah. Mike Tomlin's coaching record with Pittsburgh. He's never had a losing season in 14 years as Very head impressive. coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. That is so hard to do when you see all these coaches coming in for two, three seasons, getting fired right away. Um, but Mike Tomlin, 
14 seasons, nine trips to the super, uh, nine trips to the playoffs, seven AFC North titles. That's 50% win rate for AFC North titles, mm-hmm. right? Two trips to the Super Bowl. He's won one. And one of my favorite stats, he's 154 and 85. That's a 64% winning percentage at Pittsburgh. And you're telling me you're going to give me plus six and a half, plus seven points against Cincinnati. And look, I think Cincinnati is definitely approved. Um, but I think there's a lot of people coming in on Cincinnati thinking they're going to win this game. And um, I don't think people are ready for Mitch Trubisky. I think people need to be worried. He just got the co-captain sticker on his jersey, and that's for good reason, too. I really think he's going to be a leader. He brought what he learned from Josh Allen and Greg McDermott over in Buffalo. He's a new man. He's not playing for Chicago anymore. I feel bad for Justin Fields because he's talented. I know that because I'm a huge Ohio State fan, and I know he's getting ruined over there. But uh, with that being said, Mitch Trubisky, I think, is going to come in and he can use his legs. He's going to be able to do the read option with Najee Harris. Deontay Johnson is going to be on both sides of the ball, getting open with his speed. You got Chase Claypool still, and now George Pickens. They got a good team. And don't forget about that defense. The reason why they went to the playoffs, kind of like the New Orleans Saints is, is because of that defense, the steel curtain. And they can limit Joe Burrow. Now, last season wasn't so great because they gave up 41 points the last time they played to the Bengals. Um, and the last three meetings too, they lost by double digits. But with that being said, still, I, I do like the Pittsburgh Steelers and the value there. I might even take a money line to be honest with you. I just, I, I really like the Pittsburgh Steelers to upset Cincinnati this week. JJ last season, the Bengals covered. If you had to guess how many times they covered, how many times do you think the Bengals covered? I mean, I think they were underdogs quite a bit early. So I know they won a lot of those games. Um, I would, I would say they're probably just above 500, but they go nine, probably nine games. They covered 14, 14 really? times they covered last season. That is the second most behind the Cowboys. Cowboys, uh, covered the most last season. So, oh, but that's including the playoffs too. Obviously though, right. That's including the play has to include the play. Yeah. It's got to include sure. the playoffs. Sure. 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 Yeah. Um, wow. but um, so, yeah, we talked about Steelers. They lost 24 to 10 in week three to the Bengals. That spread was only minus two and a half. And then they later lost um, in the season 10 to 41. And that spread was plus three and a half. But here's a stat that I really like too, JJ. And um, and then I, I got a question for you after. But in the last 21 seasons, Super Bowl losers have gone four and 17 against the spread in week one. Wow. I wow. like that, don't you? I do like that. I do like that. So, I like that a lot now. My follow-up question to you, JJ, is how much do you buy into trends? Like when I give you a trend like this, that takes nothing into consideration, but in the last 21 seasons, Super Bowl losers have gone 4-17 and 17 against the spread in week one. How much do you buy into these kind of trends? You know, I mean, a little bit. I mean, I think – I mean, that kind of a trend is crazy because, you know, it's not the same team. So I can't really think too much of it. I, I do take in more consideration of the 14 uh, wins against the spread last year for Cincinnati. And obviously Vegas is doing their due diligence to, you know, move up these lines for them. So now they're minus six and a half point favorites. I, don't, I can't remember when the last time the Bengals were six point favorites against the Steelers, right, uh, in the last like decade or two decades. I'm not sure. I, I don't ever think they were. Um, that's, that's something to kind of look up and figure out. Um, but with that, you know, 
just talking about that, I mean, that's the one I'm looking at. But if it's just like random teams being four and seventeen, I'll be, I, I really don't look into that one as much. Yeah, but you'll look at it if it supports your narrative, right? Like, in yeah, this exactly, case, exactly. I like, <laughs> I like that, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. All right. But well, I mean, you can pretty much you can pretty much find a stat for any kind of narrative, right? If I wanted sure. to find a stat about why I like the Browns like plus one and a half on opener, I could probably look it up. All the Browns in the last twenty starts to the season on the road are sixteen and four, which is not true because they sucked the last season of twenty years. But I'm sure I could find something. I could dig some kind of gold up. Sure, sure. Yeah, but it's always just interesting to kind of just see like those trends that really don't make any sense. But you're like, why is that? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that helps you with um, confidence in your pick. My last pick here, go with the Eagles. Eagles, go birds. Yeah, we're gonna you go are to chalky, Wawa. Peter. You are yeah. chalky tonight. I- I'm disappointed yeah. in you, man. I need you to we're come up to some more Wawa. underdogs next week. And we're getting the birds at minus four. You can get that at minus one ten. Yeah, dude. Fucking birds, baby. We're going birds. Um, Eagles beat Detroit 44 to 6 last Halloween. My favorite holiday. 44 to 6. It was a fucking shellacking. Um, this is a double-digit win for the birds. Detroit, one of the worst defenses in the league, and Philly has them beat in virtually every position. Here's something that goes against what I'm saying. Jared Goff. 5-0 and against the spread in week one, and I couldn't care less. Eagles averaging 26 points per game last season. Lions average 19 points. Upgrade on the offense for the Birds. Upgrade on the defense for the Birds. I just don't see it being uh, within four points, so I'm going to take, yo, Birds, minus four. And you can't tell me otherwise. Everyone's all, you know, oh, they run hard knocks. The Lions, they had Eminem come. Oh, I love the Lions. Not going to happen. Birds are going to shit down their throat in dramatic fashion and let everyone know they're here to play. Hey, if you if you had to rate like the worst franchise city, like the worst cities for franchises, is Detroit up there in the top three for you? Are you talking about fast food franchises or like sports? No, just for uh, for like uh, sport franchises. Oh, geez. Um, uh, Detroit. Um, not a very good sports town for sure. Um, uh, I'll be honest with you. I think a lot of the California teams, um, are bad sports towns. I think LA is a, is a bad sports town. Um, why would you, I, I don't think the people in California care that much about, uh, baseball, football, uh, maybe like the Raiders, but you know, I, I, I just don't think that's just me. I, I don't think now that they're not like a big marketable team. Um, what else? Tennessee. Hmm. Orlando. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah. Boy, that. That was a low blow, man. That was a low blow. I don't have much. I don't have much in yeah. life. I don't root for anybody yeah. except for that team. Yeah, Detroit's definitely up there, though. Uh, bad place to be <laughs> in general, right? Yeah, I agree. No matter yeah, what mile you're on, six mile, seven mile, eight mile, they're all bad. <laughs> and also, oh, don't boy. go to Flint. Yeah, right. Um, all right, let me go ahead and my last one, man. This is a big one for me. And it's actually kind of like hard to say, like, I, like I'm, I'm going to need some like help getting it out. Cause like, like it's going, Today, my, Junior. it's go, it's going against my golden rule of sports, but I mean, I have like one golden rule and it's never to do this, but like, Oh, I have to, like, I just do it. I'm going the Dallas Cowboys to beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, 
Mm. And against Tom Brady in week one. You know who uh, never makes any money is uh, people betting against Tom Brady. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's tough, man. I, I never do it. I never do it. And it was funny because right before we came on, I got a text from my brother who said, Hey, JJ, you know who's 6-0 and against the Dallas Cowboys? Tom fucking Brady. <laughs> so Tom Brady is 6-0 and against Cowboys, never lost against the Cowboys. Last year, we remember how good that season opener was. These guys meet again up for the second season opener in a row. And uh, I think the Dallas Cowboys took last year kind of personal, right? They were in the game the whole time. Tom Brady ended up having a miraculous drive towards the end of that ball game and 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 squeezed one out by two points thanks to a field goal. Um, but the spread is so low, and I and I do look at spreads and I do look at how uh, Vegas will try to get money out of people. And it being the Sunday night football game where there's going to be a lot of people to lose during the day, and they're like, oh. I have an idea how to make my money back. Let me bet on the GOAT, Tom Brady. But eh, I don't know if that's a good idea, man. I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to be good this year, even though they lost Amari Cooper, even though um, you know they lost Tyron Smith on the left side. They ended up getting Jason Peters uh, on the Philadelphia, from the Philadelphia Eagles, but to kind of replace him. I still think they're going to be okay. I still think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be an offensive juggernaut too. I think CD Lamb's going to have a big year. I don't know about Tampa's defense early. The continuity with the offensive line, a lot of players left the Tampa Bay offensive line due to injury. Um, guys are coming back from injury for the wide receiver core. New guys are playing with each other. I just don't know, man. And I think that, you know, with Tom Brady missing the 10 days of training camp, I could see us waking up the next morning and ESPN saying, oh, is Tom Brady going to retire early? Uh, he missed the last 10 days of training camp and, uh, you know, and, and now he's lost and he looks kind of squeamish and blah, blah, blah. Is this his last year? Uh, but then he's going to go back out and then he's probably going to win 15 straight and win the Super Bowl this year. So, well, I don't know what's going to happen, but I do like the Cowboys to get the first victory of the season against the Buccaneers. Hey, JJ, I don't blame you. You know why? Because I took the Rams in the uh, divisional round last season versus the Buccaneers. Because you know what? There is a time where they're going to fall. The great ones always fall. Father time is undefeated right and i love tom brady i'm from the fucking midwest he went to michigan and you know he's he's a cool guy everyone loves tom brady where i'm from at least east coast is a little bit different but i love tom brady but listen there is a time where you need to take that away and say this is not it, it makes more sense to bet against him than it does those two decades of winning are gone right those are already done so there's going to be a point where there's going to be more of an edge to bet against him. So I think you're right, and I'm I'm with you because I did it last season, and it didn't feel good. Took the Rams against the Bucks, ended up winning thirty to twenty-seven in the division divisional round, and it felt nasty. But you know, there's got to be a point where you take your shot and you don't fucking miss. So I'm with you, man. I I I understand your your uh, rationale on that. Appreciate, it, man. Thank you. It was really tough to do. I'm not gonna lie. Good. Well, I'm glad I could walk you through it. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be Sunday night game, so that's gonna be awesome. That'll be so much fun. Um, all right, we're moving into we're at 39 minutes, so we're gonna be wrapping up here sh soon, guys. We're gonna have like a like a DFS uh, fantasy players to target segment coming up. We're just trying to figure uh, kind of everything out. But here's mine for today. So we're gonna do like DFS daily fantasy lineups or like uh, props to target. Uh, mine today are going to be Michael Thomas and Mark Andrews coming up here in this weekend uh, slate. 
So Michael Thomas last season, um, obviously didn't play, but last season for the Falcons, Falcons gave up the most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. So that's good news for Michael Thomas. He's averaging almost 100 yards per game against the Falcons. He's played 10 games against them, and he's averaging almost 100 yards per game against a team who's given up the most points per game to wide receivers. He's going to be a very familiar target. Jameis Winston's going to rely on him, I think. So I think that is a great wide receiver, maybe in a flex spot, something like that, to target. And he's also on my fantasy team, so... Take it for what it's worth. Also, Mark Andrews. Now, we've talked about the Jets and the Ravens. Jets ranked fifth worst in football in regards to points allowed to tight ends last season. So they're giving up a lot of points to tight ends last season. They're allowing over 1,100 yards to tight ends um, last season. They gave up the 12th most passing touchdowns to tight ends last season. Mark Andrews averaging over 80 yards per game last season so for all those reasons i think these are two guys you should target in your dfs uh fantasy uh some of their props i didn't dive into the props but um those are two guys that i like yep yeah i know you're with me on one of them jj i'm with you on mark andrews man i'm with you on mark andrews the jets cannot cover a tight end to save their lives and uh you know with the uh, disappearance of hollywood brown um, for the Ravens, um, you know, Lamar Jackson's still going to lean on his guy the most, and that's Mark Andrews. He's a safety outlet for all quarterbacks, and, you know, that connection is realer than any connection that he currently has, even though I think Rashad Bateman's going to have a hell of a year. But Mark Andrews is going to take full advantage of this Jets defense, and uh, I can't agree with you more there. Um, another player prop that I do like that I'm targeting too is the Baker Mayfield uh, over a half of interception. I know you didn't put that on the little screen, Peter, but that's okay. I like Baker Mayfield to throw a pick. Um, against the uh, against the Cleveland Browns and that defense. I think it just means way too much to Cleveland not to make sure they read this guy and, and get some kind of uh, a revenge on him because all he's been talking about is he's going to beat the fucking ass of the Carolina uh, of, of the Cleveland Browns. But, you know, Cleveland's been silent. They've been silent. I think Legend. they're going to show something on, on Sunday. So uh, look at the Baker Mayfield throw a pick. What was allegedly. That? He allegedly said that. Oh, he allegedly said that. Was that? Did I just get tricked by Ballsack Sports again? No, yeah, I think they they interviewed and he was like, I, "I never said that. You guys are just gonna run with whatever story uh, you want to anyway, so it's fine." But um, I mean, they got the book on him, right? The uh, Browns defense got the book on him, so I think that mm-hmm. would make sense if you're gonna pick. All they gotta do is just guard one receiver because that's all that Baker Mayfield's throws to anyway, just one receiver. Right. So there we go. All right, so that is uh, those are the picks for today, JJ. That's uh, that's all of our segments, guys. We're going to continue to update this as we go along. Obviously, this is the first show of the season. We want to keep it under. Want to keep it like thirty-five minutes. We're at forty-two right now, forty-three. So um, we're going to keep it nice and short, so you can listen to it while you're walking the dog. You know, taking a shit, doing whatever. But um, those are our plays for today, JJ. We're going to start coming up with uh, punishments, right? So yeah. we're going to keep a tally of our picks and who was had the most right, who had the most wrong, and we're going to do a couple punishments that we can do um, on our social pages. Okay. I like it. Very fa- like family-friendly stuff. Like if I were to win, I want you to go into Target and pretend you lost your mother. You'd have to wander around. Mom! 
Mom? <laughs> Should I go up to the uh, customer service and ask for, uh, can you page uh, my mom, please? If yes. you're the mother of uh, taking the points, can you please come up to the front desk or to the front? Stuff like that. Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, JJ. I, what was that? Oh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. What did you say? Oh, I was just saying, okay. Yeah, right. but I, I think I think that's a fair punishment for both of us. I think we we let's take a small sample size. Okay, we get three games each. Let's do uh, the th- first three weeks of the season. You know, worst record of the first three, the loser sure. has to do that. Is that bad? I like it. And yeah, and then we could also maybe even throw it out to uh, the followers and see. Uh, if there you go. Some good we can get we can think of some other punishments, and uh, we can let them vote on the uh, the punishment for the next uh, three weeks. I'm willing to shave my head. Yeah, that's a big that's a big ask. It's really not. If you if you see, what's I know going it, on no, there, it's not. It's not a big ask. Be a, a a big gust of wind could take it off at this point. But um, all right, JJ. Well, I will see you next Wednesday then. Right. All right. Sounds good, man. This has been Playmakers Football Betting Show. We'll do it Wednesday nights. Uh, we'll release this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify tomorrow morning, so you can listen to it all weekend go over all the stats and information that me and JJ said, and um, we'll catch you later. 35 minutes and